thanks for everybody showing up. Um, obviously, a, a great day here when you introduce your first-round pick, and you heard me last night gushing about him and bringing up a lot of gold jackets, but uh, <laughs> I want to turn it over to Todd, who is a head coach, is, is one of the happiest persons in the building last night. Yeah, we got a guy that uh, we had targeted that we wanted if he fell that far, and we think we got a very good football player. We're not comparing him to anybody. I think he's going to make his own name. Uh, it makes us quicker up front. It makes us very versatile. He can do a lot of things across the line of scrimmage, and he will be doing a lot of things across the line of scrimmage, and we're happy to have him. You know, I uh, think you can hear from him himself. Uh, Kalijah, the mic's yours. Hey, man, I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. I can't wait to get to work. Uh, I'm happy I got that call, and it was just life-changing. And I heard it in, in coach's, coach's voice, man. He he really was excited. And I'm ready to get his organization everything I got. Elijah, what did you know about the Buccaneers and, and Coach Bowles prior, or maybe during this draft process? What have you found out about I definitely knew that Coach was a, a very aggressive and more of a defensive side of Coach. And that's something that I, I, I truly love about him. Um, I think that's, that's I'm a great player. I'm a great player for that type of coach. Uh, I can I can make a big impact on the team. Elijah, what goes through your mind when you get that life changing phone call last night? Um, honestly, it's 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 still hitting me right now. Like I don't I don't know yet. Like I don't know the feeling. I can't explain it. Um, I didn't expect I didn't expect to get that call. And when I got the call, I was trying to like put two and two together, and I was trying to think about all the visits, all the all the teams I talked to at the combine. And, and coaches I've been on Zoom with, and I was just trying to put everything together, and I just couldn't put it together. And coach, coach, coach did a great job with disguising it and, and keeping it under the radar. He does do a lot of those disguises too. <laughs> Elijah, what do you think about Todd Bowles and what does it mean playing here in, for the Buccaneers, but also you're a Florida guy. I mean, is it extra special for you, even in your family, and this fit right here in Tampa Bay? It's very special from the weather, from the, the, the home field advantage, just being right from down the street. Man, I think it's, it's great. Uh, I didn't expect to be here, like I said, man, and I'm, I'm very excited, and I'm ready to get to work. Elijah, who were some of the defensive tackles that you grew up emulating, watching, studying, and what NFL team were you a fan of growing up, if you were? Growing up, I didn't watch much D tackles. I always thought I was a skilled player just because I was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I was a skilled player. Like, I used to look at running backs, receivers, and defensive back, linebackers. I'm like, I'm not looking at a lineman. He, he's not athletic enough. So that was my that was always my mindset, and, and, and that's just something that I, that's how I always looked at it. Speaking of athleticism, obviously a lot's been made of your physical gifts. Um, I was looking at a little bit of your tape last night, and there was a play from 2021 against Michigan State where it just seemed like you knew the offensive guard was going to be leaning into a block, and you just took full advantage of it. Can you speak a little bit to your preparation and just your football IQ, and how much did that play up for your your game? Honestly, I think when you know what you're when you know what you're doing, you play faster, and that's something that I take pride in. I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know the game plan. I want to have a plan versus the guy that I'm going against, and I want to be able to go out there and execute it. So just being able to know what you got to do and just going out there to execute and make it, making myself look faster than what I am. How's your shoulder doing? 
my shoulder's doing great. I just finished the, the whole process. Uh, I'm, I'm fully recovered and I'm ready to go. So you can bench, you can do all the things now. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's gotta be a great feeling. Very excited. What was the official diagnosis on it? It was just a shoulder repair. Yes, ma'am. It happened November 19th. I got surgery November 23rd, and I got cleared around like a, a week before. I got cleared to run a week before the combine, and then I ran at the combine, and then from there on out, I was just finishing up the, the recovery process. It was from four to four to six months. And you couldn't bench there, so I mean, did that at all cast any doubt on you know where you would end up? Knowing that you were you were entering this process, um, not not at all. I kind of attacked the attacked the the, the shoulder um, rehab uh, every day. That was my main purpose. Um, wake up, attack that shoulder, make sure that I could be in this position today. So that's something that I had to I had to work on. I'm I'm curious. I know you're so much younger, but do, do you know at all of the history of the Buccaneer defense? and the Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and the four Hall of Famers. Do you know anything at all about the history of the Bucks D? I'm sorry, Buccaneer Nation, but I don't know I don't know as much, but I'm I'm gonna learn more. I'm gonna learn more. I'm sorry. Coach Partridge was talking about how you you can know in a given play what all twenty two people on the field are supposed to be doing. How how, how long has it been a priority for you and how much does that help you? That's something I take pride in, um, just being able to know what everyone around me is doing so that I can be able to take that risk and, and know what know what risk I'm taking and being able to fix it. So just knowing what everyone's doing, knowing where everyone should be at so that I'm able to take a risk to go make a play or, or, or go or go like being, or being a, a better position to go help the team. Roger, you have a number of family members here, your cousins. Uh, just can you tell us what it, what it means to be able to share this with them and how much you know, their support has gotten you to this moment right now. Man, this moment is so special, man. Just being able to, to celebrate with them last night and, and now, like, every day, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy, man. Like I said, I'm still living. I'm still living it right now. Like, it's just so special. And for me to just not, not be so far from home is even better. You were part of a really good pit defense. Um, what would it be like? Maybe have you pitched to, to Todd and Jason, Servassier Dennis, Brandon Hill, some of these guys that – that might uh, help this Buccaneer defense. Have you pitched them on on that? And what would it be like to have a couple more? Not yet, but I de I didn't I didn't yet, but I definitely would would love to have some some of my pit teammates here. We'll show them the board later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, it's like your defensive line is evolving in terms of the types of players that you're looking for. Um, with the addition of Kalijah, how does this kind of allow you to utilize Vita, Logan, Greg, some of the other guys? It gives us versatility. You know, we can line up in a three down, a four down. Uh, all of them can play across the line of scrimmage, which is important in our defense. So we can utilize them in a lot of different ways, depending on the game plan. And we're, we're always looking for guys that can do more and not just play one position. So it gives, gives us a lot of versatility. Coach Bowles, when was the first time that you watched tape of Kalijah or, or the first time that you watched him and you said, hey, we, we've got a player here? When was that for you, or even Jason, when, when did that moment come for you? I saw him uh, right after the combine. I saw a tape. I saw a bunch of tape of him. So, you know, I knew he was a heck of a player then. You know, you just have to go through the evaluation process with everybody else, but you knew he was a special player then. Jason, how about you? Uh, well, it was – you couldn't help but notice him last year when you're evaluating prospects and you come across pit film. So we've, we've known about Kalijah for a while. I think 
coach watched him in high school too. So I saw a high school <laughs> game with him. Yes. At least here you've had bigger men play inside together. Sometimes 700 pounds of, of defensive tackle. Is this an involvement, or is, is this just you know find a good player, find a place for him to play? Um, how does he fit what you've done in the past? He fits perfectly. I mean, we do a lot of things. We wanted to get faster at all levels in this draft, whether it was offense or defense. And we got a power player who's also a fast player, and he can play across the line of scrimmage. So the size, I don't think, really matters much more than he's very good against the run. He has a good base and a run base, and he's very good in the passing game, as we all know. But just the overall player is good. He's not just a quick player. You're not just blowing him off the ball, I can tell you that much. So that that was important for us as well. So I don't know if we're evolving. We have, we've gotten a lot quicker up front with him and Logan and Tryon. Hopefully we got a lot quicker and more athletic and we can do some things. Well, as you had the chance to, to meet and talk with one of the legendary six-footers, John Randall at the Combine. What was that like? And, what types of things did he tell you or you picked his brain about? I mean, it was awesome to talk to John Randall, um, a guy like that. I didn't know much about him until I met him at the Combine. And he, he was just a guy that he, 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 he believed in me. He seen it and he, he, we talked and he said like, man, hey, listen here, don't let the size, don't let the size get in your head, man. Like, us six footers is ball players, and he just he just wanted me to like just keep keep my head on straight and make sure that I keep that chip on my shoulder. Who were some of these skill players that you wanted to emulate? That's what I wanted to know. Uh, definitely Reggie Bush. Uh, I want to say Michael Vick, uh, Randy Moss. I used to watch a lot of those guys because I <laughs> I like to play Matt uh, Madden a lot, so I, I always oh. wanted to like just be a skill player, you know. Goal line reps as a fullback. I'll get a fullback. <laughs> Punch it in. <laughs> Going back to Northwestern, you had 110 tackles your, your senior year, which is not a normal D line number. Why, why do you think you've been more active and, and more involved in defenses than just what's happening in front of you that way? Um, just me being the type of player that I am, being able to go out there. If coach need me to play defense to end, I can play defense to end. If you need me to play defense to tackle, nose, whatever position the team needs me at, and just going out there, being able to give my all and, and, act, and actually produce on the field and help the team out. So I think that what that, that's what helped me a lot. You were able to bring your family here today, and you talked about the fact that they are going to be so close. Just can you speak to um, the role that they played in, in helping you get to this point right now? My family played a, a great role in my life. They always kept me grounded, always, always believed in me, always pushed me. And honestly, uh, every Saturday, I know they're watching. So if I if I mess up, they gonna they gonna be on my behind. They gonna tell me I, I got I got I lost that rep, and, and that's something that I like to avoid. So that's why I go out there and put out good tape. Who's, who's hardest on you with with those missed reps? <sighs> I gotta I gotta say it. <laughs> I, I want to say my cousins and my mom. Really? Yeah. Anything else? Okay. Yeah, I, I can work. Uh, you didn't go on any any top 30 visits. Um, the Buccaneers obviously didn't want you to because they loved you and they wanted to disguise that and did very well. Uh, at the same time, you talked about playing with a chip on your shoulder. Did that add to? To you, did you feel kind of disrespected that teams didn't 
have you out for business at all? No, I actually didn't feel disrespected. I was, it was just a question mark, you know? Um, I didn't, first time going through this process, I was, I was kind of like calling around, asking guys, uh, older elder teammates and stuff like that. Just seeing like, uh, uh, how, how's this process going for you? Uh, when, when you went through this process, did you have any visits? Or just calling, asking around, just trying to get different people's opinions. It wasn't no no sign of disrespect or nothing like that. So mom, mom's real tough on you, huh? Yes. How did she shape the person that you are today, not just the football player, but the person? Uh, just being able for her to be able to just keep her keep her smile on her face and, and and keep going, keep pushing, even when things is not is not in the best shape or form. Just her being able to stick her chest out there and just keep her head up high, and that just that just motivates me and, and keeps me keeps me grounded. What kind of things did she say too on the critiques? Was she getting on you about pad level or? See, this is see this is the thing. Like if. My, in my mind, like if I don't make plays, if if I don't make like sacks or TFLs, I had a bad game. So we was in the car. I remember this West Virginia game. Uh, we was in the car going back to my uh, a dorm, and I was like, man, I had a bad game. She like, no, you didn't. You had a great game. You keep pushing, son. Uh, and then she would just like motivate me. And, and after I got home and watched the tape, then I actually seen like, all right, I was able to go out there and force it to my teammates. Where's the work ethic come from? You've obviously made yourself and, and have had help, obviously, but you, you've worked yourself into an unbelievable athlete, successful player. Where's that come from, that drive? Man, I want, I want to say just starting from four years old, just going out there, loving the game of football. And every time I go out there, I think about when I was four years old, where I wanted to be now. So just going out there every day, just attacking the day, like not forgetting, like all right, when I was four years old, I wanted to be in, in the, I wanted to go to the NFL, I wanted to be that big time player. So just every every time I put on that helmet and, and cleats, I always think about that, and that's what keeps me going. So if you could say something to your four-year-old self, or maybe not four years old, but your younger self, um, what would you say? I'll say I'm proud. I'm proud of myself, and I'll say keep going. Thank you guys.